0: Welcome to Catch the Fire Toronto's weekly sermon podcast. This message was recorded live at Catch the Fire Church in Toronto, Canada. We hope you enjoy it. Today is Pentecost. Do we know what Pentecost is? Yes, Yes, some of us do, and uh, some of us probably don't. So I'm just gonna give a little preamble as to what Pentecost is. It is the Sunday that is 50 days from Resurrection Sunday. And um, the church celebrates Pentecost, and it's actually called the birthday of the church. It is the day when the Holy Spirit came on the earth and anointed the disciples with fire, 120 of them sitting in the upper rooms. If you've ever been to Israel, you've been to the upper rooms and you know what it looks like. Well, that's not the original upper room. And um, it's also called the Feast of Weeks, which is celebrated by the Jewish people and more, uh, more, uh, more Sorry, popularly known as Shavuot, Shavuot or Shavuot. So, why don't we say happy birthday to the church today? This is Jesus' church. It's Pentecost. It's a day that the Holy Spirit came and changed all of our lives, including or starting with the disciples that were gathered in that upper room. So, can we say happy birthday, Jesus' church? Yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> there is, um, I want to read us a scripture. And you may have heard the scripture many times, you've read it yourself and uh, you know that it pertains to the description and, um, and the event that occurred after Jesus was resurrected and he told the disciples to wait for the gift. The Holy Spirit is a gift. Did you know that? He's a gift. And in our church, if you've been here since uh, the church began or since the revival came to Toronto, you would know that we do something in this church since then. If you knew, we're going to introduce you to it. And Steve mentioned it earlier that, you know, we, we do this with an invitation to the Holy Spirit, but we do it with an expectation that when we invite him, he's going to come. So why don't you do this with me? You might want to stay sitting just in case. Why don't you stretch out your hands? This is a... This is a Um, Sorry, this is a a step of faith that we do at Catch the Fire because we have experienced it when we do this, that the Holy Spirit comes. Why don't you reach out and say your hands like this and go, Come Holy Spirit. Whoa. (laughs) Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. He's just so lovely. Wow. He comes. You can keep your hands open while I read the scripture. As I said, this is the signature scripture in the Bible that describes what happened on Pentecost. Jesus had said to the disciples at one time, he said, "I want you to go and wait in Jerusalem. Wait for the promise. Wait for the gift to come. Just ask him one more time, "Come, Holy Spirit. Ah, whoa. Yeah. I'm reading from Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. Then how is it that each of us hears this in our native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya near Cyrene. Visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had too much wine. These people are not drunk as you suppose. Oh, sorry, Peter stood up with 11, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It is only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken of by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out of my spirit on all people. Come on, receive it. The Holy Spirit is here, I know. He's he's ministering to us. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out of my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Oh, thank you, God. Peter stands up and he starts to preach a sermon. You can read the rest of it in, in Acts chapter two. Peter preaches a sermon and he tells them, this is not what you think. This is not, they're not drunk with wine. And he tells them about Jesus. He says, let me tell you about this Jesus, the one whom you crucified. And he starts to talk about the miracles that Jesus did and who Jesus was. And then he also gave them a promise. And he said, your sons and your daughters from all over the place, they're going to come back to God. And what happens? 3,000 people get added to the church. Come on, 3,000. 3,000. You know, we get excited sometimes when we see 10 people come and give their lives to Jesus on a Sunday morning. I can't wait till we can actually see 3,000 people coming through that door and crying for Jesus and say, I want Jesus. I'm coming because I want Jesus. I have been having these visions. Visions of people lining up outside the door and they're banging on the door and they're saying, we must get in. We must come in. And they come running into the building and they're dropping on the floor and they're saying, we must Come and worship Jesus. Where is he? Where is Jesus? And I know that that is going to happen very soon because the Lord gave me a prophetic word uh, that I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to share with you in a moment. Peter does this and 3,000 people get saved. Exciting, isn't it? Well, we love the mighty rushing wind, don't we? Don't you love that? Oh my goodness, wouldn't I love to to experience that mighty rushing wind and the sound of, you know, a sound of of, of the whirling of the wind and the fire, the tongues of fire? Well, yes, we would all like to experience it. And we have experienced this here before in this church. If you're new to us, you, you know, you need to learn a little bit about our history and what the Holy Spirit did here in 1994. And um, many people not just came and got saved and delivered, they got transformed. And that's what Holy Spirit does. And we love that part about the rushing wind and, and, and the tongues of fire. But here's the thing. There is an aspect of waiting. Jesus said to them, I want you to go in Jerusalem and wait. You need to wait for it. Nobody loves to wait. Anybody here loves to wait? No, I don't like to wait. That's why I've never been a server. And uh, he says, go and wait in Jerusalem. And they're waiting. And they're waiting. There's anticipation while they're waiting. There is grief. They're grieving the loss of Jesus. There is pain in the waiting. There is crushing in the waiting. The crushing is very hard. They're all gathered together. There is also growth in the waiting. What happens in there? I tried to picture what's going on in the upper rooms. And I'm imagining Peter. He's sitting back and he's reflecting on when Jesus was crucified. And he thought he was dead and he was gone. What did Peter do? He went fishing. He went back to his old ways. What he was doing before. Peter would would also probably have been sitting there thinking, My goodness, I denied knowing Jesus three times. He prophesied that to me and I actually fulfilled it. We've got Thomas who's probably lamenting because he doubted that Jesus was resurrected. And you've got all these disciples sitting in that room and they're in an an intense time of warfare because they don't even know if their lives are going to be spared. They're being hunted down and they're there in Jerusalem to celebrate the Feast of Weeks. I know From personal experience talking to people in this last little while, not just over the last two years, even in the last few months, people are in some intense warfare. You are going through some of the hardest challenges you have ever faced as a Christian person, but you are persevering. You are persevering and you're persevering. And I just want to say, I heard the Lord say, and, and you know, I released this earlier. I want to release this prophetic word over you. To the extent that you are being challenged in your faith right now, and to the extent that you are in this intense warfare, to that extent, the Father is about to open up a cloud in heaven. There's a cloud breaking open, and he's going to pour out blessing upon you, and you are going to receive double for all of the troubles that you have experienced in this past season. No, 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 These last two years have been crushing for some of us. If you, if you want to read a good book, T.D. Jakes, crushing. Not a good book, but a good book. But it is so incredible. You know, we are waiting for those prophetic words to come to pass. We are waiting for the promise to come, just like the disciples were in that upper room. And they're like, when is the promise going to come? And then it came. I want to tell you, regardless of what you've been going through, regardless of what the enemy has been throwing at you, regardless of what's, what you have been seeing with your eyes, I promise you that by the power of Pentecost and especially today, that your breakthrough is coming and the Lord is going to deliver you from all of the afflictions that the enemy has put upon you. You are in a place of victory. Oh. I know somebody needs to come up here and tell me if it's just me or if it's like this, like I'm walking, wading through water up here. Oh, thank you, Jesus. There are are some of us that have experienced the the revival at this church many years ago. I came here in 1996 the first time, and then I made this church, my home church in 1999. And um, this week I was, I had a phone call from a couple a lovely couple in their, um, in their elderly years, and um, they left me a message, I called them back. And uh, they used to be in the prayer team here, and they had a connect group. He is 90, she's in her late 80s, and they're still doing connect on Zoom. Come on. That's the kind of church we are, right? We love connect groups, and we love, we love having relations, um, interrelations with one another. So she says to me, "Um, I don't know if you know this, but we've been living here for four years and we're very close to you. And we thought that we would like to call you and um, invite you out to lunch. And I'm like, lunch? Did you say food? I'm in. That's it. I'm I'm in for lunch. So anyway, we started talking. You know when spirit-filled people get together, your conversation is all about the Holy Spirit and what God is doing. You know, that is a trademark of somebody, a Spirit-filled person connecting with somebody else. So she and I start talking about things of the Spirit. And she says to me, you know, we were we were at a meeting recently, and um, this well-known prophet, I'm, I could say her name, but I shouldn't say her name, um, but anyway, a well-known prophet was ministering. And my friend says to me, um, she comes past us, and she comes back, and she goes to me and my husband, and he's 90, and she's probably 88, I believe. and, and the prophet looks at them and said, you too have experienced the last revival and you are going to experience the next revival that's coming. 88 and 90. If they're going to experience it, we need to brace ourselves and get ready because potentially we will be a part of that next revival that's about to come. I want to encourage you today that no matter what the crushing looks like, no matter what's going on around you, hold, hold fast and believe the Lord for his promise. Peter preaches a sermon, 3,000 people get saved. This is the manifestation of what Jesus told them. And Jesus was doing it himself. He said, greater things will you do because I go to be with the Father. I always wonder what is greater than raising somebody from the dead. And believe me, I've had that experience of raising a, a, a baby from the dead. And, and it was prophesied by John the baptizer And he said, there's one that's coming. I baptize with water, but there's one that's coming. He's going to baptize you with fire. And this is the fire that they experience in that upper room. In Acts chapter 2, till the end of the book, we see the disciples moving in signs and wonders and miracles. I'm sure that Peter totally shocked himself when he and John were walking to the temple and and they healed a lame man. Because Peter did not feel, he probably never thought that he could do that. And in the books, in in the book of Acts and the rest of the uh, of the books following, you see miracle signs and wonders. And you know one thing? I don't see anywhere in the Bible in that New Testament after the book of Acts where it stopped. So what's stopping us? Why are we not moving in signs and wonders and miracles? Why are we not stepping out in the power of the Holy Spirit? This fire that was released on Pentecost. Like today, today there's a special anointing in the spiritual atmosphere. Come on, reach up now and grab a hold of it. Yosha, oh, yes, God. We receive that, God. It is your promise and it is your gift. We take it, Father. We receive it, God. And we say that the presence of the Holy Spirit is here and where he is, God. Signs, wonders, and miracles happen. Thank you, Jesus. Paul started writing letters to the churches. And he spoke to them about the Holy Spirit. He was always talking about the gifts of the Spirit. And everything is being done through the power of the Holy Spirit. We have a healing team. We have a ministry team. We have a prophetic team. It's all through the power of the Holy Spirit. We are a Holy Spirit church. We are a prophetic church. We believe in the gifts. And we believe in training our people. And we believe in ministering to our church family. That's what Paul was doing. He said to them in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 4, he says, My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Everything that we do, we do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. Even when he was admonishing the Galatians, he said to them, It came with power through the Holy Spirit. It's not through flesh. In Acts chapter 5, we see that people would bring the sick and lay them on the side and hope that if Peter passed, that his shadow would just cast upon them and they would be healed. That is what the Holy Spirit does. And I'm looking forward to today when we will actually see that manifested among us, that we ourselves will be shocked that as we, as we walk and somebody's sick and our ca- shadow is cast upon them, they would be instantly healed. Paul anoints his handkerchief. He anoints a handkerchief and he gives it to, to, to them to put on the sick and, and the sick recovered. I remember when my brother had a, a heart attack um, several years ago, he was at the gym working out, didn't feel well, uh, went to the change room, didn't look good, they called the, the paramedics, paramedics show up, they said he's having a heart attack, put him in, in the ambulance and they're driving on the highway to the hospital and he dies. And they, his friend was following, and he said, I saw them pull over to the side of the road. I could see them sitting on his chest. He was dead for about four minutes. And, um, and then they brought him back, brought him to the hospital, and they did you know, um, angioplasty, you know, I forget what it's called. But anyway, they did what they needed to do. I was at the office, and I got the call. And I was having a meeting with Dan Slade and someone else. And I told Dan Slade, and he says, OK, do you have a handkerchief? And I said, I don't have a handkerchief. He goes, OK, grab a Kleenex and he anointed the Kleenex and he rubbed it with his hands and he said to me, you go lay that on your brother's chest when you get to the hospital and we believe that he's gonna be healed. He came out of it, he's healed, he's alive today and he's doing extremely well. (laughs) Remember when I said Pentecost essentially means 50? Then, Then the word Pentecost means 50. Well, in the Jewish religion, They've got something they call Jubilee that is celebrated every 50 years. And Jubilee happens after seven cycles of seven years. Let's do a math. Seven times seven, 49. And after the 49th year, you have Jubilee where people are released from debt and they you know, people are released from slavery and they, they get prosperity and, and, and lands lie fallow. The fields get a rest. And, um, so the last year, of the seven-year cycle is called a Shemitah year. And you may not know this, but we are currently in a Shemitah year. It started September 7th, 2021, and it finishes September 26th of 2022. That means that we have got a double blessing with Pentecost this year and in a Shemitah year. That God is about to pour out more gifts upon us. He's about to bring us freedom. He's about to release us out of our debts. He's about to bring families together. He's about to bring reconciliation and restoration. So come on, stand up and thank Jesus. Come on, thank Him. Thank you, God. We are in a Shemitah year. We are in. The Pentecost Day and we believe by faith that we are going to reap every benefit, every gift that God has promised us is ours to have. Thank you Jesus. My goodness you would think I was back in a Pentecostal church. (laughs) Wow. I was talking uh, to my girlfriend Faith. She's part of our church family. Highly prophetic. She's been featured in the Elijah list several times. Um, for her prophetic words. And she and I were having this discussion and uh, we're talking about second Passover. And second Passover, let me just explain. So Passover, Steve's talked a little bit about Passover earlier. God told Moses that they were to celebrate out, you know, when when they were delivered out of Egypt, they, they celebrated Passover where the spirit of death passed over them. They were released from slavery. They were in the desert and they're celebrating Passover. And there were several people among them that miss Passover for whatever reason. Everything about being able to participate in the feast or in the celebrations is about cleanness or uncleanness. So if they touched a dead body, and because Jewish people tend to bury promptly when someone passes, if you dealt with a dead body, you could not participate in Passover. So God told Moses, well, what you can do, because they complained, some people said, it's not right that we should have Uh, you know, we should have missed the Passover. So God says you could do another Passover, and you do it a month after the original Passover. So I'm talking to Faith about this, and I get this revelation that many of you were probably not here in 1994. We have a small contingent of you that were here that experienced the first revival that came the first time around. And there are many of you that will experience the second revival that's about to hit us. And the people, so the people who, who would have celebrated the first Passover got to also celebrate the second Passover with those that missed it. Just like Nancy and Eric who were prophesied over, oh, I said their names, um, uh, who were prophesied over that they were going to see the next revival. I heard in my spirit that some of you who were here last time are going to experience that next revival that's about to come. And those of you that missed it, you are going to have that experience as well, because it's upon us. And while I was preparing this word, the Lord gave me a prophetic word to release over the church today. And I'm just gonna do that right now. He says, "Oh." (laughs) Oh, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, God says. Catch the fire, get ready for your second chance. Get ready for your second opportunity those that are persevering and willing to consecrate yourselves in one accord, those that are willing to wait for him, those that are willing to sacrifice, those that are prepared to give everything for the coming of his spirit that is coming like a tsunami, you will not just see it, you will live it, you will become so wrapped into the essence of this coming move that you will feel like you are more spirit than you are flesh. You will learn to live in the spirit as never before. The new move will take everything from you and you will receive more than you ever expected. Prepare yourselves to see me activate more miraculous moves than you have ever read about in my word. I am calling a people to myself in this hour that will come running to the altar, a people that will agree with my plan, a people that will give of themselves generously to see the kingdom of God come to earth in new and very spectacular ways. We are headed into a great victory because of Pentecost this year. Come on, celebrate your victory today today we get to access the power of pentecost today we get to make agreement with god we get to agree with his word and we get to say yes yes god we want this we want this next move we want the revival that's been prophesied about over this church we want to see the kingdom of god grow we want to see the church of jesus christ be exploding on the earth as many come to know the love of the father i'll tell you a quick story but we're going to stand up and we're going to start to invite Holy Spirit. Come on. I'm going to tell you a quick story. Um, there's, um, in the area where I live, there's a man that comes around with a little truck and he, he does recycling, so he gets metal. He'll take, um, sorry, old sheet metal or anything at all metal and other kinds of recyclables. He's got this big long beard and he has a long ponytail, and you know, and he's retired. He's probably in his early 80s. Lost his wife five years ago, and he was talking to me um, one day. I saw him passing by, and I said, "I have some stuff for you." Anyway, we became friends. So I call him ever so often to pick up things at my home. He tells me stories and um, tells me how much he misses his wife. So we were talking yesterday in in the driveway, and. Um, He said to me, I had to go get a needle in my eye because I have macular degeneration. And I go in and and one month I get a needle in this eye, one week I get a needle in this eye and the other other week I get another needle in the other eye. And I looked at him and I said, you know what, Wayne? In church tomorrow, we are going to celebrate Pentecost. And I said to him, I'm going to believe by faith that the power of the Holy Spirit through Pentecost is gonna heal your eye. So can I pray for you? And he's like, yeah, sure, pray for me. He says, you know, I'm a Catholic and I know what Pentecost is. He says, I like going to church, but I haven't been to the Catholic church for a while. I like this, this, this fella, Joel Osteen. I watch him on, you know, and he's telling me about this. Anyway, then he says to me, many years ago, about 30 years ago, a friend and I were invited and we went downtown Toronto to see this guy. They call him a televangelist or something like that. And he said he was walking all over the place and putting hands on people and they were all falling down. And I go, yeah, that's Benny Hinn. And he goes, oh, I, I can't remember his name, but yeah. He says, but he came past me and he, and he put his hand over me, but nothing happened. He said, but I'll tell you something strange that happened. When I arrived and I parked for the meeting, he said, I looked at my tire and it was flat. He said, but we went into the meeting And then when we came out of the meeting, my tire was completely restored. (laughs) And I said, so you don't feel anything when he laid hands on you? And he goes, no. I said, but I tell you what. I said, whatever he released on you, that was the power of the Holy Spirit. And I believe there's a residue of that on you right now. I'm going to add my faith to that and we are going to pray over you and we are going to declare healing for you and I'm going to expect your eye to be healed. This is the kind of life we're supposed to be living in the power of the Holy Spirit with fire. We're supposed to be full of fire. Not just because I'm from Trinidad, but because we're full of the the fire of the Holy Spirit. Now when we see people in need, there's something that moves inside of us and go, no, 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 Jesus can heal this. I'm going to step out. I'm going to pray. So Wayne has said to me, I'm going to see how I do tonight. And you can, you can believe that if my eye gets healed, I'm coming right back to you to show you. And I'm like, I'm going to believe by faith that your eye is healed in Jesus name. This is the life that we are supposed to be living in on a regular basis. This is what's coming for us guys. The next move, the Holy Spirit said, I was on this prophetic, um, prophetic team meeting for the world, um, all the, the prophetic people from the Catch Fire world churches. And we took them and put them in breakout rooms. And we said, go seek the Holy Spirit and come back and tell us what you're hearing. And all the groups had similar words. And they used things like, the Lord says that He's coming like a tsunami that he's coming like a tidal wave, that we are to prepare ourselves because it's almost upon us, that we are about to hit the biggest revival that we have ever experienced on the face of the earth. I wanna say to us today, come on, brace yourself because it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And just like those disciples that were sitting in the upper room, the Bible says they were in one accord. And you know what I believe they did in that moment? Time to reflect. I I believe by faith because the Holy Spirit's been talking to me about this. They re-consecrated themselves and said, Jesus, here we are, our whole hearts. We're giving it to you and we believe you that your gift is coming, that your power is about to fall on us. And today, you see, there is power in accord. There's power in accord. Come on, if you came here with somebody Just take a hold of their hand. If you're not comfortable, that's fine. But if it's somebody you came with, that's your, you know, your friend, just take a hold of their hand. On that day, when those cloven tongues of fire landed on those disciples, there was such a a mighty noise, as I read from the scripture. And it went out into the streets and everybody heard it. And we need to brace ourselves because God has been promising that He's coming, and He's coming in a mighty way, and He's going to transform us. You know, some of you may be new, new to this to this um, church, and when you see us sometimes manifesting, and you you know you hear us making sounds, it sounds a little bit strange to you. Can I say to you, it is not strange. It is not strange. It is what is written in the book of Acts that God released for the church as the power to take us into higher places and to help us to bring the world into the church of Jesus Christ. It says that they spoke in other tongues. Can I say to you, please don't let people tell you that that's gibberish when you speak in tongues. It is not gibberish. It is a heavenly language from which we access power to affect God's plan and purposes on the earth. So do not refrain from using your heavenly tongues. I was in a Pentecostal church and everybody prayed for me. They prayed for me to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to speak in tongues. And I was in church and nothing happened. And then I went home that evening and I knelt beside my bed like a good Pentecostal girl and read my Bible and I started to pray. And all of a sudden I heard this strange language in my room and I went, who is that? And I realized it was coming out of my mouth. In the privacy of my time with Jesus, Holy Spirit came and filled my mouth with a heavenly tongue. And I am not going to stop using it. We have tools and we have a friend, we have the gift of the Holy Spirit and he's able to do all things. Come on, we're gonna reach into the heavens. Don't be shy. If this is new to you, I wanna promise you it's biblical. It comes straight from the Bible. And we have had the honor of experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit in this church for years and years and years. You've heard me say this before. My youngest, my youngest sister, the one just after me, and my mother were the only two in my family that weren't saved. And they walked in here in 1994, actually the other church, walked into that church in 1994. And my mother got radically saved at about 67 years old. So if you're praying for someone, there's still hope. And it comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. So let's reach up into heaven. And let's ask for him to come. When we ask him, he comes. And just let him have his way with you. Just surrender. It says that they were all in one accord. Let's be in one accord right now. Let us come on. Let us give Holy Spirit. Give him all of ourselves. He is my vessel, Holy Spirit. Come and fill me. Come Holy Spirit, we wait for you. Just like disciples sat and waited for Him, we wait for Him right now. Don't be in a rush. Just let Him come. Holy Spirit, we wait for You. We wait for power from on high. We wait for an infilling. We wait for Your presence to come. We wait for You, Holy Spirit. We invite You to come. We say that we make a habitation for You in our bodies and in this church. We say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit come don't resist him whatever you're feeling that's okay if you need to sit down just sit down we have a ministry team that's that's probably circulating right now they're just going to come and pray over you but if you're feeling a little shaky if you're feeling a little shaky uh, can I ask our ministry team to please come to the front if I could please ask for our ministry team to come up front um, and if we could get our connect leaders as well um Um, Ben and Catalina, if some of your team is here as well, thank you so much. Thank you. Come on. Yes. Father, thank you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Come on. Don't disengage. Don't disengage. Keep reaching into Him. Today is Pentecost Sunday. There is power in this house. There is a release. You guys need to come and stand on this pulpit right here and you would know there's been power being affected throughout these meetings. So I'm saying come come, Holy Spirit, come. Reach into Him. We're going to be praying for you in a minute, but just reach for yourself and say, God, I want Your Spirit more than anything. God, I want to know what it's like to be filled with Your Holy Spirit. God, I want to see Your Spirit come and move in signs, wonders, and miracles. I want to see You transform my life. Oh, come, Holy Spirit, and fill me now. Just reach Your hand up to heaven. He will answer. If we ask, He will answer. Come on, reach up into Him reach up, reach up, reach up, reach up. Just ask of Him, Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Some of you are feeling a little shaky and you think, Oh my goodness, I'm not comfortable with this. You know what? Just surrender yourself into His hands, He'll take care of you. Trust me. Just surrender yourself. Surrender yourself. In a couple of minutes, we're just gonna pray for you. We at Catch the Fire are known for what we call fire tunnels. And we have you walk through and people just lay hands on you. Jesus, Jesus imparted Holy Spirit into the disciples. He even breathed on them. We're not about to breathe on you today. But we we are going to lay hands on you so that you could get another impartation. In this church, we believe in the power of impartation. But reach for yourself right now. Come on. Ask of Him. Ask of Him. Ask of Him. I just, you know, I just, I just... Um, I just heard a couple of things. I'm going to release these prophetic words, but I want you to just reach, keep reaching into the heavens and say, Holy Spirit, I want you. I desire you above everything else. I desire you. I want to see your manifest presence among us. I want to see you come in power. I want to see you transform my life. I want to see you transform the church. I want to see you transform my city. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Spirit come we love you we love you we will love your presence come Holy Spirit come if you want another impartation you can come through my right side and start walking through just start walking through we're going to pray for you listen nothing is done outside of the power of the Holy Spirit we cannot heal we cannot do anything outside the power of the Holy Spirit so come on just start to walk through walk through We hope you encounter God and were inspired by this message today. To watch video of this message and other messages from Catch the Fire in Toronto, visit catchthefire.tv. Catch the Fire has churches, schools, events, missions and media all around the world. To find out more, visit catchthefire.com.